What up, y'all? Welcome to the Friday edition of WWT Live. We're going to be talking about Brandy Rhodes. We're going to be talking about Real Ripley getting married, which is kind of confusing, but not really. Um, Chelsea Green's going to be talking about the tag team titles and so much more coming up. Keep it locked. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey guys, my name is Jay Cargill, your former TBS champion and your future women's world champion. And you are watching Women's Wrestling Talk. What's up, y'all? Happy, happy Friday. I don't know what happened this morning. I was like on a, a high, I did my workout, all this stuff, and I had to run some errands. And then like 1.30, 2 o'clock, I'm just like... I just want to take a nap. Like I'm ready to take a nap, but like actually asleep. Like it's a nap when it's 20 minutes, but it's asleep when you're going like three hours. And that's what I want to do. Anywho, we're here. Welcome, welcome. And DJ Chuck is in the building. How you doing? What's going on, TK? What's good? Happy 50th birthday to hip hop today. Rocking the ice cube shirt. I there's it's so hard. Wrestling, most of my closet is full of uh, wrestling shirts and music shirts, so it's always difficult to figure out which I'm aware for each occasion. But wow, how many shirts do you have? Music or hip hop? Music and wrestling. I mean, music and and wrestling. Wrestling, gotta be in the 30s at this point. Music is probably around the 40s. It's ridiculous. So you have two months worth of music and wrestling shirts. Yep, I'm a walking billboard at this point. Okay. All right, I like it. I, I actually, when people give me shirts and stuff like that, I always give it back to them. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any more shirts. Like, I don't, I do not want any. <laughs> I have more than enough shirts. Um, I don't want any more shirts. Like, you, you have to be a very special shirt for me to like. You know, I don't want to be sound like a shirt snob, but yeah, I don't want any more shirts. I gotta add more. There's always more to add. Every show I go, I, if I like a, a performer, I gotta walk out with a shirt. It's, it's, it's always a must. That's how they get us. <laughs> Uh, Nikki said no more than her. Well, yeah. Maybe. I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that. I mean, I should, you know what we should also do, Nikki? I need to get the pictures because we have so many shirts on our website. Like, it's, it's so many shirts. So many shirts. But anyways, enough of the shirt talk. Nikki, dude, I just wanted to say this publicly because I popped off the couch uh, watching the SummerSlam uh, press conference. Ah, yes, yes. My sister and I popped off the couch, so. Shout out to Nikki asking Cody Rose the big question right there. That was a great question. Facts, facts. I, it was a definitely great experience. Um, you know, like I said in the last show, you know, I, I was there to assist in helping Nikki uh, break her press junket cherry. So, you know, shout out to her for that. Booney, what's good? What's going on? Going on, just... Happy as Friday again. I just been kind of taking it easy this past week because it's it's been a lot. So the way you're feeling, <laughs> that's how I was feeling like last week. I was like, I need to just stop <laughs> for and just let the week. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, uh, well, let's get let's get all the way into it with what we have for today. Who wants to start start us off? Up rope. Okay, well, we can go ahead and start with Brandy Rhodes. Since mention of Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes has no plans to return to the ring as an active competitor. In a recent interview, uh, she was asked about her return to the ring, and she said, you know, not as an active competitor for sure. I just said, you know what? Okay, well, we're either going to do this the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins way, and they are amazing for doing it because I can't. It just, it's just, uh, it just was too hard. Well, not too hard, but just something that I just didn't think would be the best for the family. So, you know, we've gone a different route and I started business ventures on my own and he's doing his thing and we're just doing a couple of different things. So that is, that is a rundown for her and a in-ring return. It ain't happening. Yeah. She said she re- she said she retired. I wonder too because um, shout out to Brandy because I think she was um, guest number three when we first first started, wow. and um, so obviously this is 
she left WWE before when she left WWE even before AEW. This is yeah. when um I can't remember if they were doing they were already doing another reality show prior to that. But anyways, um it's so interesting because I believe in that interview and I need to dig it up. I think she said she wanted to get back into wrestling. Then she got back into wrestling at AEW. But mm -hmm. I and correct me if I'm wrong, folks in the chat and you guys as well. I mean, I think that obviously before she got pregnant, that was an okay debut. Like she wasn't on the, you know, she wasn't going to be going to like the um, Britt Baker level or even Thunder Rosa level or stuff like that. Like it was just kind mm -hmm. of like a okay performance. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe with that and now, you know, with Cody being at WWE and it's a bigger stage, that you know, maybe she doesn't want to subject herself to that. That could be a thing too. Right. I don't know. Just, just, a, just thinking outside the box, and Possibly. maybe something we really don't want to say publicly. Um, but that's what it kind of seems like to me. That's what I would do. Like, yeah, no, I think I'm good. Like her, yeah. her, her only on-screen appearance was at Mania when he made his appearance. When she made her appearance with the family, I think that was the best, you know, way to go about it. And you're right. I think you, we also got to remember she did a lot. On the Indies, you know, as Cody's manager leading up to AEW, then taking on more responsibility at AEW. She may have just burnt out. Like, you know what? I've had my time. I've had my run. I'm gonna be home with the family. Cody, you 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 go you go do your thing. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I'll go do something else. You know, what I mean? yeah. like you just you, but, it's not, that doesn't mean Brain Rhodes is retiring from work. She she I know she has other projects and things she wants to work on. I know right. she has mentioned that before. So but you're right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it may be unhealthy sometimes to work in the same workplace as your spouse or your 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 uh, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know, sometimes you need that space. So it could be healthy for the relationship as well. I'm not speaking for anybody, but sometimes those things do help. Yeah, but also, I mean, take out the workplace. Let's let's be let's also be honest. Like the 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 wrestling community, they like they're they go in like whether you're, right. you're like, just a, they're just a lot so to kind of remove yourself from that and you know not deal with the tweets and you yeah. know these opinions and stuff like that you know that might be a different thing because i'm sure it came at her when she's at AEW. um but before right. we answer all of that um i don't I, I we'll see uh cedric is in the building okay i thought i saw it. so yo <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Boomy, Chuck, Motor City TK. Happy Friday. What's good, Sid? My man's on 5,000, 5, you know, over 9,000 right now, man. This is one of those things that if you know, you know. You know, um, I'm reading power levels right now, you know? <laughs> it's been a Dragon Ball week, man. I, I wore a shirt on Wednesday. And now you got, you topped it with the, with the, with the eyepiece, bro. Yes. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I, okay. Well, um, <laughs> I have no words. If um, Sid starts calling us Kakarot, man, it's over. Like, it's over. Um, Sorry, Kakarot? I know. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm more like Frieza. I'm going to be throwing just random monkeys everywhere. Just. Sid is the biggest face run here on WWT is nuts. Yeah, I can see that, Nikki. Like, for real, for real. Okay. I appreciate well, that, Nikki. That's actually really dope. It's very kind. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, what do we have next? Let's see. There is a oh, this are, there is apparently a renewed focus from Endeavor and Nick Khan to make WWE NXT a sustainable third brand. Where have we heard this story before? Uh, <laughs> WWE CEO Nick Khan has credited for the focus on the NXT brand by using main roster characters on the development shows. We've seen obviously with Dirty Dom making appearances, Seth Rollins making an appearance, Ray Mysterio this past week. But apparently now there is a new focus from Endeavor as well as Nick Khan on making NXT what was termed as a sustainable third brand. Guys, we have seen WWE flip flop on this story so many times in the last couple of years. It's the third right. brand is developmental. It's the third brand is developmental. What are your thoughts on maybe them finally sustaining that this is a third brand? Do you think NXT is more than and look Triple H Black and Gold brand? We know clearly it was a third brand. 
Mm-hmm. And we kind of know politics wise why it came to be that way. But in this new structure where the company is now, do you see NXT as a viable third brand or it is still seen as a, a development or it could be developmental minor league as a third brand? I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I think once you put in uh, pay-per-views and consistent pay-per-views and like, let, let's be honest, like the people that we see on NXT, um, they're at a certain level that they they know the camera angles, they can hit the spots, they can, you know, they're they're working on their character. But there's a bunch of people that we don't see on NXT that's still in the performance center. So right. I think, you know, NXT is a viable, like once you can do NXT and do pay-per-views and these these athletes are handling the pay-per-views and we're talking about the pay-per-views, you know, it's very rare where we say, oh, you know, that whole pay-per-view sucked. Like I haven't heard that about NXT. Um, I feel like it is, it is a third band. Like I, I just, I don't even understand why this is like a, a conversation per se, because you all investing in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it wasn't a third brand and it was just a developmental thing, which is what it was supposed to be. Um, then, you know, it wouldn't have its own day. We, why are we having consistent? It's one, one thing to say if you have like one-off pay-per-views, but they have consistent, they have a pay-per-view schedule. Like, right. That's money. It's not OV, it's not it's not OVW, it's evolved from there. The only reason I have this conversation, now it's just WWE covering their cells because they're getting beat by AEW in a race when they went head to head. That's all it was. This is the changing of the narrative. That's all this is about. I don't understand the conversation either. I'm with you. It has its own day, it's on national TV, it has its own pay-per-views, its own storylines. It's a third brand. It's always been a third brand. That's just them trying to change the narrative of getting beat by dynamite when they went head to head during that time. Uh, Nikki's saying, I think because of how it started, being on exclusive, uh, being exclusive on the, to the network. I mean, but it's not. Yes, that's how it started. But where it is now, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what up, Dylan? Um, Bobby's saying, I do like that NXT's. Uh, Used it. And that's another thing, too. We have a lot of main roster folks who, you know, either they hit their pinnacle and now they develop a whole new character in NXT. And now they go back to like the, the being able to use NXT to go back and kind of reimagine your character and then, you know, do a whole thing there and then go back to the main roster. Like, I feel like you wouldn't do that if the quality of athletes weren't top tier in NXT. Like Roger were- Kobe comes to mind when you say exactly just that. Um, yeah, somebody who's coming down uh, from the retribution stuff and trying to rebrand himself. But it's it's a third brand. I think we keep seeing this story more and more because they want to kind of re-ingrain it in our minds. And it won't come to full fruition until possibly Survivor Series where they run that angle back where you have three shows competing against each other where it feels real again. But the traveling PLEs, like TK said, the schedule they have. And then there's talent that people want to go see or will travel to go see in NXT. There are WWE fans that will watch NXT before the other two brands. That's just a fact. They're people who are just NXT loyalists. So I think they're just trying to – there's probably a large uh, base of fans who are – this is called what it is, casual fans that maybe just pop in every once in a while that they want you to know, like, hey, we have a third show too. We have a third brand too. So you just draw in more of that those dollars that will show up at the merch store for NXT. Yeah. Uh Nikki's saying, um, the real question is, uh, did it transfer to the US network audience as well as it did uh being on the network? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's obviously not gonna draw the numbers uh like Raw and SmackDown. However, um for people, and th- this is my personal thing, like for folks who've been like following me for years, you know, like I, in my head, like I think, and I'm totally joking that I like found Bianca Belair, meaning that like, I remember when she was doing CrossFit, like I emceed at CrossFit events. Like I knew her before she even signed for, signed for WWE. So when then she went to NXT and she started, you know, it's kind of like, I'm seeing this person start. Like you kind of put that claim and that's, and that when you do that, you're definitely more of a wrestling fan than a casual person. Cause now you're invested in this person and you want to see them win because now you can talk about the years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their progression. So yeah. I think in that way, I guess you can say 
it's developmental, but I feel like that's the same with anything. Like, you know, you have somebody who gets signed, goes from college to the NBA or goes from high school mm-hmm. to the NBA. If you follow them throughout college, you know, or even when they got into the NBA, you're going to like look back people who follow LeBron this whole time. You're going to look back and say, oh, well, you know, I remember like you're way more invested, but yeah. people who do that have to be fans of whatever the sport is. You don't just casually, you know, watch basketball and remember that random year in, you know, 1999, LeBron did this. So I feel like it's NXT is more for the people who are fans. And I think that, and maybe you can speak to this Chuck as far as radio, I think NXT fans are going to, they're the ones gonna, that's going to, you know, dedicated to buy the merch for that person, go hard for the person, go into the show, stuff like that. Whereas, you know, SmackDown and Raw, because it's so big, it's like, oh, they're not going to really, you know, they, they're not going to miss me either way. It was, it was the third brand when Triple H was really, really running. That's when it became established because, as, as said, said it, around that time, NXT was running better so- shows than the main roster. That's mm-hmm. just what the case was at the time. And that HBK, now, I feel like they found, I think we discussed before, they found a great balance between vintage black and gold and still giving that room for developmental, where people on the main roster may or may not feel a way of, hey, these 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 young bucks are overshadowing mm-hmm. it per se, you know. Um, but I, I but I say they're doing they're doing a solid. I mean, they've recovered from 2.0, I think almost. Oh time. yeah. Can, can we agree on that or not agree on that? Definitely agree on that. Yeah, I think 2.0 is. I think admittedly they were trying to attract a teenage audience at that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I will I will say this about the WWE system. This is the last thing I'll, I'll say on the NXT topic. They don't go on TV unless they know what the hell they're doing. WWE is very, very, very sharp about, and not just the technical aspect, make sure your moves perform, but you know where the hard camera is. You can cut your promos, engage with the crowd. Like they they shine up a lot of folks to be ready. And even people that go back and kind of, you know, polish their game back up. Like that system does work. I I, I, I you gotta give them that the PC does work. You have to give them that. So Bobby with a good question. Do you guys think anyone in the main in the main roster needs to go back to NXT? I wouldn't say needs, but could they reimagine their character? Yeah, I think I just saw a match on main event with uh, Tegan Knox and Nikki Cross. Two are the people that can really help boost that women's division the same way you have Dana Brooke mentoring uh, Kalani Jordan. So there's a lot of people that can actually help elevate others who aren't doing any storylines on Raw or SmackDown right now. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah, what I was going to say is that I feel like if anyone needed to go, the person who needed to go already did, and that was Dana Brooke, because I was a very big Dana Brooke fan when she was in NXT, um, especially when her and Emma had their thing. When they were t- man, it was just charisma all day. It was so dope. I cool. loved that. just just her feistiness, everything about her her character was so dope, and then. Once she went over to the main brand, it's just like I over time, it just something was lost. So once I finally seen her pop back up at NXT, I was like, yes, this is this is for for me. I've noticed sometimes with NXT, there's an aesthetic there too that some of the wrestlers just fit better in that aesthetic, in that vibe. And and I I feel like I don't think there's anybody right now that you know, just like you know Cedric is saying that needs to go back, but Dana Brooke to me was someone that that like once she was over there, I was like, yes, she that this is perfect because she was killing it over there, like killing it. And then once she went over to the main roster, just I didn't the way she was being booked, and then they made her like Charlotte's lackey, and you know, at that point, and then it it was just like that oomph that she had all of a sudden just went away. I don't, you know, and I know there, there were some things she was dealing with uh, too, why she had to leave, come back and different things. So either way, I'm glad to see her back over there out of everybody. So I, I think there's certain, uh, I, th- I don't think they need to go back, but it's still, I, I think if you look at people like, for example, Gargano and Champa, they have gone back twice now. 
they they need to be on the main roster, but I still think they haven't given them the platform to capture that NXT glory, the the, the platform. Can you imagine if Adam Cole would have stayed? Aside from the manager talk, if they would have let Adam Cole be Adam Cole, do you imagine what these matches and tribulation about the hand? We would have got Gargano and Cole at WrestleMania. Like you got those Broadways. But it just was right. It wasn't the right time. It just wasn't the right regime. So um, I tell you what, if, if they're working miracles, if Baron Corbin can go back and get cheers, then NXT is working miracles, right? Now. Okay. I want to like- address those comments because um, I agree. I think um, so. not, not because Cameron Grimes needs to go back, but I feel like yeah, they're I mean- doing the service to him on main roster with his presentation. And a lot of his presentation was the whole. I struck gold. I want all this money type of thing. Then Josiah did the track for him. His presentation has gone completely vanilla on SmackDown. Yeah. Even though they're trying to give him an early feud and gave him some backstage segments, it's all in the presentation. All that stuff, those segments that we see uh, for Cameron Grimes to kind of get got you know his character, they've done none of that. They've done a complete disservice to him. But people that – another person that can use like a, a refresher – and I think that's what happens with the main roster. Sometimes you get guys who are just bigger than you that have different sizes. So sometimes you can't really uh, get your character off as Akira Tozawa. Like, you remember, like, 205 yeah. Live, Akira Tozawa, when he was a cruiserweight champion, he had a better presentation. I think NXT does a better job of presenting people in the right light. So you mm-hmm. see them as actual uh, larger-than-life superstars and just these smaller guys that end up going to the main roster. And becoming comic foley's chasing for the 24-7 title. Thank God that's gone. Yeah, yeah I think oh. the building of the character well, or, to the character development is probably the the biggest difference from NXT and the main roster because I think they t- take each individual person mm-hmm. and they really try to hone in whatever their character is. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think they, you know, are as aggressive on the main roster. So I yeah, think that's I, kind of probably what what the, the yeah. main difference is and why we get such a um I, I don't want to say more quality product product, but storylines they're a little bit more you know in depth, even with the women. Um so maybe that's what it what's the difference is. Uh, and and also I, I highly agree with what Nikki said about Oscar. I think yeah Oscar being back in NXT for sure. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's an incredible run. Right. And one other thing about NXT also is, I think this may help now that Shawn Michaels running the show and Triple H is uh, run, help run things on the main roster. There was a lot of disconnect. And we talk about Adam Cole and disconnect. He spent all this time building a character and building a reputation for this character. Like the point of development is to mold it there and then take it to the main stage. Why are you doing all this energy and focus and molding a character that is working? You take it to the main roster, then you want to switch the whole damn thing up. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work on the main roster when you first try, okay, then try, then switch it up. But if it's working severely well in NXT, then why the hell change it up on the main roster? Give it a shot first. So that well, disconnect and care, that disconnect and character development had to stop. That was right. not helping at all. I think that was not helping a lot of NXT superstars get over when they went to the main roster. Yeah, I think that was a Vince McMahon thing, and now that yeah. Triple H is in charge, you're seeing less of that. Um, which is a good thing, but we'll see. I mean, we can kind of talk about that for the next news um, item. We'll see what's going to happen with that and Triple H and Endeavor. Anybody want to take that? Yeah, yeah. Triple H uh, is no longer on WWE board of directors following the merger with Endeavor. Um, So basically, it is important to note that the restructuring likely won't change much in Triple H's current day-to-day role as the head of creative. Um, WWE, as well as UFC, will no longer exist as separate corporate entities, but there shouldn't be a risk uh, that Triple H is removed or leaving his position with the company. This reminds me of anybody who watches, like, Succession. This is, like, (laughs) definitely feels very Succession vibes. Um, yeah. and I'm really wondering where Stephanie, cause we haven't seen Stephanie, like, I think it's a little bit over a year now, right? Oh, cause God, please come back, please. Um, has it been, or maybe has it been a year or maybe about seven, eight months? It feels longer, but I thought it was, it was at top of the year, right? When she left, right? Oh, was that the top of the year? That's when Vince, Vince came through, through the back door again. 
Because I feel like there's a time where she, oh, it might be, there's a time where she left, well, she was about to leave, but then everything happened. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's where we got. Right. happened. Right. Then she came yeah. back, and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it really just depends on who who's on the board. Like, word, as far as, um, you know, Triple, Triple H. I mean, he's doing well, so I don't, I don't see why this will really affect him like, oh, yeah. well, he no longer has a board seat. So therefore they're, you know, the board's going to, you know, effectively like let him go. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. uh, thanks Dylan. So she left on January 10th. So yep. so what's, what's top of the year? Yeah, this year. Wow. It, it don't feel like it. It felt like that was well over a year ago. Look, man, it's 2023. Why do I feel like Triple H is still getting punished for the curtain call still? Like, it's like every time he gets into a position of power, somehow he gets yanked, man. It's like, how much of a better job can this man do? Like, he's doing a really great job. Like, I understand, like, obviously, as fans, we, we care about creative more than anything was television on the product. But also, you know, what happens in the boardroom is going to affect the, the product as well. So you have to put eye on yeah, you but know, it depends. If you've been watching Succession, right? I think it was like I'm on season three, so I'm not giving away anything. If you haven't watched it, then I don't know. I never got into it. My sister and my mother would have died. Oh, it's like it's like you know, Game of Thrones, but you know, with white New Yorkers. Um, but in season what? three, <laughs> it's it, that's it's all the same. It's all of these are the same thing, like family, power, money, blah blah blah. You know, there's always one kid who's messing up, blah, blah, blah. But in season three, that's what they were haggling over, like the board seats. So it might be that, you know, because you only have certain certain amount of board seats. And now if you're having Endeavor and you're also having UFC and you're also having WWE, those board seats need to be divvied up accordingly. So yeah. somebody had to go and it's probably Triple H, but we don't know. I mean, I'm sure we can look it up, or if there's some business folks or is whatever. It, Vince, Vince is still on the board, I'm assuming, right? Pardon me? Vince is still on the board at this point, Vince right? Is still, probably still on the board. Yeah, I think Vince, that was part of the negotiations. I think Vince is still hey. on the board. But it'd be interesting if Stephanie's still on the board. Like, who else is on the board where it's kind of like, if Stephanie's on the board, then it's okay. Triple H gives up his board seat because, like, you know, it's his wife. So I, again, I just don't see... It's got to be at least one McMahon family member on this board. I just don't see that not happening. Right. I just, I could be wrong, uh, but I just, I just, I just don't see that. Tomato, are you tomato, tomato, tomating? Um, succession? I don't, I don't know what you're. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that. Um, but what else do we have next? Uh, well, uh, congratulations to Rhea Ripley and Buddy Matthews announcing their engagement. I had no idea that they were even dating. <laughs> Did what? You, you never knew? No, I really? didn't know. No, no. That, like, that, that one, um, yeah, yeah. I'm No clue. <laughs> Sometimes I don't be knowing like, the behind the, the scenes of who's dating who and stuff like that. You know, when I hear it, I hear it, but uh, <laughs> okay, yo, <laughs> but you know what? It's, yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't know if anybody was in the comments because you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people like you, Booney, where they're like, wait, I like you know, they kind of because um, Dominique and Rhea, their like interaction is so. Like it just makes it just makes sense and it's so believable that you mm. almost think that it's real. So I wonder if there's a lot of people that are looking at this like, wait. So oh well, I, I Dominic got engaged like right like a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, like like for me, I didn't ever think that there was something going on with Rhea and Dom. Like that never, I never got the no. vibe of that. But I, yeah, I just had no idea because it was like last, yeah, I did, last hour Buddy Matthews was with someone years ago. So I don't keep track of some of that stuff. Like there's some of the people I don't follow on Instagram because I don't want to see any spoilers when I miss or I have to catch up on SmackDown, all that stuff, and all that happens. So there's a lot of stuff that I don't be knowing. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll find out somehow. I'm like, that's cool. I had no idea. Uh, look at Bozo with the T. 
Buddy proposed after 15 months of dating. The ring is beautiful. It's a satin stone wrapped in a black uh, band. Rhea posted a pic on her Instagram. So congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, Bosa is, I feel like Bosa is like, that you want, you want for and for all those people who are listening and all this other stuff, and if you're podcasters, you want someone like Bosa in the chat because Bosa comes with the the extra the extra facts that you might not have time to like look like Bosa be coming with right. the stuff. You want him in yeah. your chat. So yeah. shout out to Bosa. Yeah, oh, but also doubt. you gotta remember as far as as, as Dom and, and Rhea on camera, they've never had anything intimate on camera. There's been not even a kiss on the cheek. So. There is, yeah, they, they, I think that's purposely between if they're a power couple, but it's not over-sexualized person. There's a balance in the relationship. So we got we to gotta point that out as well. Like, it's not, they're together, but it's not the atypical wrestling relationship person, you know. So because of that, I, I've, you know, obviously we we know behind the curtain that they're not actually together. But for anybody who didn't know, because there was really no intimacy on camera, I, I I didn't believe either, but they they are the they are on on camera the biggest power couple on camera. Let's say that. I love it. I do. Well, congratulations to them. I wonder if they're gonna also have um. And I haven't seen this in a while. And correct me if I'm wrong. You know, because sometimes when they have couples who get engaged in the wrestling ring, they have the real wedding, but then they also have like the wrestling wedding. So I wonder if they're going to incorporate that somehow. But, you know, we'll see. Anything's possible. Uh, what do we got next? Can we talk some Naya? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so uh, Naya been in the gym lately. People keep asking about her return ever since her um, shocking return at the Royal Rumble earlier this year. She said that she's been training. She's actually been working out with people like Charlotte and Andrade, working out at Natty and TJ's gym. So, She's pretty much in the state ready, so she don't got a get ready role. She said she doesn't have an answer right now. She's just hanging out. She's enjoying her family and her time. She has a new nephew, and she's obsessed with Pilates right now. So what we do know, since these questions have never been answered, is that she's in shape. She's ready. There's no target start date or anything like that. But they can easily call upon her anytime that she's she's needed. So um, that that rumble moment was pretty big. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking, like, is she signed? Is she not signed? Like, what would be the perfect role for Nia if she were to come back to a WWE ring? I, I don't want to say full time, but let's just talk about storyline. Bloodline. We need a feat. We Are need a woman, woman in the bloodline. There's that's the bloodline, answer. Because if it wasn't gonna be Are a Naomi, like, okay. See, y'all saying bloodline. I I think that. You already know. If, if you need a challenger for Rhea, because nobody else is believable, you can just tee that up right, right quick. Yeah, for if, sure. If it, but, but she need to be in the bloodline. That's it. That's it. They, they have her go against Rhea, but she need to be in the bloodline. That's just hands down. The, the bloodline yeah. is dead right. right now. Yeah, but that's she, that's she the can same. bring it back to life. Does she new, new era? They do right. the new era Avengers. We can have behind. two with that. <laughs> Yeah, does she come on behind Roman or does she with she with the Usos? Like, I feel like that's another wrinkle. Um, Santana saying keep her away from the bloodline. Let me, let me, like, I mean, it's 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 that's the best way. If it wasn't going to be Naomi, it had to be Naya. It's it's it just it's makes low sense. hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. And I also want to commend. I know. Naya had a pissed in terms of criticism with her on-air work, or on-air, excuse me, taking a radio right now, in-ring work. Um, and I and I love the fact that she is addressing that by getting in the gym, perfecting her craft. She's in great hands with Natalia and TJ Wilson and Devon Dudley. And I think the beautiful thing is she's going to come back, I think, technically better in the ring than she's ever been. So to me, I'm like, you know what? They, they, could have had Tamina too. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and Tamina, you, Nikki's commenting on the on the Jesus table, Nikki. Like for real, it's, it's, Jesus's table. Like what do you? It's New Testament, Nikki. They. they I mean, like, yeah, that's not a me thing. That's a Jesus thing. I'm just, just saying. Just saying. All right, since people are getting angrified and shit, let's go <laughs> on to the next topic. I'd like to discuss this one. Cause this goes back to another thing I get 
frustrated with. So Chelsea Green says that the women's tag team titles were cursed, but not anymore because she's got them and ain't nobody coming from them. So that just means they should turn it into a mid-card belt championship and take it from there. I don't want to see another tag. I don't want to see another tag team. I'm, I'm sorry. And that's all I'm going to say. Do you not want to see another tag team because it's not because it hasn't been successful or do you not want to see another tag team because it just like it's just not working with the the women like they don't have like enough legitimate legitimate women tag teams in WWE. that that and there is just so many women in the mid card division that could be you know having title runs that are not the main, you know, championship. Like, like, like I said, women's intercontinental belt or something like that. That's that's really my thing. It's just you know, there's not enough organic tag teams that haven't. They're usually thrown together, and then this has been the same thing repeating over and over and over. And it's like, okay, if you just make it into one belt, and y'all don't have to force four people. To go against each other for this with other people competing for it and throwing all these women into tag teams when they could be solo dolo with their own storyline going for that other belt. That's just my opinion, though. Shout out to Chelsea Green for taking making lemonade out of lemons. Because you gotta we gotta also remember she went through a freak injury that put her on the shelf for a minute. So she's like, I'm Several not gonna injuries. let another yeah, I'm not going to let another injury-related incident, even though it's not her this time, you know, stop my go. I'm going to figure out a way to flip this story and make it work. And we have to see what, what they're going to do with it. But I believe she should be whatever they're going to do with it, whether it be pairing up with somebody randomly or they do potential mid-card title, she should be in the conversation and should be in the hunt because she is definitely making the best out of it already bad situation actually with Sonya Deville is going to be out for a minute yeah if you guys are following along I'm I'm on board with what they're doing right well what she's doing right now she's on after the bell talking about she wanted to host talent tryouts so she's been reposting a lot of videos and re-sharing them McFoley has pulled up our truth some AEW talent has pulled up as well if she if they run with the Chelsea's got talent angle you got a time slot filled on Monday Night Raw within those three hours right there you can milk this for weeks until she selects her new partner. Right. That's, how that's, you, that's how you string this along. Because there's a lot of women superstars in the back that can obviously use the shine and the platform that aren't doing anything. But leave her tag team champions by herself for a while. They, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And also, like, you know, <clears throat> friend of the show, Chelsea Green. Like, if you follow her career, creativity is, like, top notch. Like she reinvents herself so many times yes. that like she's the one, she's not the one, but like the that person, like you don't have to worry about. Like she'll think to make something happen out of nothing, like you just said. So shout to her for that because some people, and I, I think also too, it might de depend on the relationship backstage. Um, but I think some people, you know, when that happens, they're like, you know, I don't know what to do. And then that's when you know, the belts get taken away. But if you're now coming up with ideas, like if there's a problem and you're, you come to your boss with a possible solution, they like to hear Absolutely. that. They don't want to hear like, here's the problem. And now the boss has to also think of the problem along with everything else that's going on. So I'm, I'm willing to bet money that Chelsea came with. All right, this is a scenario. Here are five to 10 options we can go. And the less so thing they have to do, Yep. Bet. And those are some of the best performers that can make again, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. Mm -hmm. like, for real, for real. I mean, and I gotta say Chelsea's name like uh Samantha Irvin. Chelsea Green. So she's gonna she, she's gonna make it work. I think she's gonna make it work. All right. Well, um, there it is. Um, what do we got next? <laughs> Nah, we're, we're gonna sit there for a second. We're not just gonna go a lot of there. I'm gonna sit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kick back. Hold on. Let me kick back. <laughs> what we got. What we got. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Just soak in the moment. Yeah, yeah we're gonna marinate in that for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Okay. Well, um, uh, let's see. After today's update, it was explained to Fightful that the illness that Bray Wyatt is actively recovering from was both career and life-threatening. Um, so it, it's great to hear that he's recovering. Um, remember, just when I it's like moments I hear there was maybe an injury or an illness or. And and then people rumors about creative, all kinds of different things, and it's just like, yeah, just just getting that confirmation that yo, it was something really, really serious. Man, I'm glad he's okay and and recovering because yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. a rough. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. It's been a rough road for Bray Wyatt on all fronts, man, and. First of all, for any performer, we're just we're just happy they're healthy. We talked about mm-hmm. Biggie on on Wednesday, and I think we can all agree. First and foremost, as fans of this, we just want performers to be healthy above all else, because you know they're putting themselves in a line of danger every time they get into the ring to to entertain us. So first of all, I'm glad that he's well, and and I hope they somehow like I, I, I you know it's it's. It's a start, start and go with him because now we got to talk the professional side of it. It's a start and go with Bray Wyatt. Um, and every time he disappears, he comes with some new creation, some new mm-hmm. Do Does he hit reset on his character or, or is he going to try to make this Wyatt 16 work? I mean, Alexa Bliss was reportedly going to be a part of it. She's out right now because she is a child. So... Does he reinvent himself again, or does he bring back the Fiend? I know he doesn't like redoing characters. What do you think the creative plan is once Bray is finally cleared? I think four years ago today was the debut of the Fiend, was what I saw mm. earlier today, that, that SummerSlam. Um, do, do we know what the actual illness was that been released, or we just know it was life-threatening? Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. All we know is it was life threatening. It says career and life threatening, but life threatening means career threatening too. So that's period. Yeah. You just think about his family, think about his, you know, JoJo, you, and think about the kids. Like that's, you know, you you do it for home. Yeah, yeah. You do it for home first. I think we all agree professionally when we have our own ambitions and, desires and, and dreams, you still do it for home. You gotta come home back to something. So that's what's most important. So this good that he he's in good health and good spirits and gonna be very interesting creatively. And I hope he gets on, on on the right, you know, when he comes back, he's on a good path, man. Cause creatively, man, I, I don't know. The Wyatt's storyline, it started hot, it wasn't sticking. So I don't know what they're gonna do creatively with him. So I, I, I hope for his success. I really do. Because I feel like Bray Wyatt has not gotten a fair shake sometimes. When he was hot, he was hot. And then when it wasn't working, it wasn't working. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just glad he's healthy. That's the, that's the thing that's most important. Yeah. What else do we got next? Um, God. See, Impact Wrestling announces second show in Coventry, England, Sunday, October 29th. Due to the overwhelming demand for tickets, Impact Wrestling today confirmed a second show will be held in Coventry, England, Sunday, October 29th, also at HMV Empire. Shout out to Impact Wrestling. First off, shout out to them for, like, they're one of the um, first promotions that, you know, uh, gave us a lot of interviews. They always show us love. Um, but also shout to them that like, no matter what they, f- they figure it out. Like with yeah. everything that I remember watching them on TV, I think it was like pop TV at the time or something. And then they lost that deal. And, but you know, it wasn't like, Oh, we lost the deal. You know, we're going to take a break. Like for they figure like talking about Chelsea green and I'm, she's, she's a former impact star as well. They figure it out. Like to me, uh, like, and I, Impact is almost like when the world ends, it's going to be roaches and impact. Like there's still going to be a show. You took like, the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> like it's it's like impact is just one of those shows. Like they're, they're going to keep on coming. They're going to keep on making storylines. Like they're, it's just, they're going to figure it out. So I'm, I'm really happy for them that, 
you know, I think with the advent and also, you know, let's also be honest with, you know, WWE and AEW making their ways overseas and, and seeing the popularity and people buying tickets, you know, it's a slam dunk for impact as well. So, you know, definitely kudos to them. If you combine the TNA years, impact this year, is celebrating 21 years in existence. They have truly, truly weathered the storm between every bit of changes and rosters and a million Jeff Garrett title wins. And they, they, they have really like, Right. They, 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 you cannot beat that company. And for them to still excel, have a TV deal, do overseas shows, like, it's, it's, the business is always better when there's more companies and there's more competition and there's more opportunity for the men and women in, back, in the back. So, you know, we don't want to see a wrestling, you know, company close. We saw what it was when the Monopoly started in early 2001. So like, we need as many wrestling companies as possible. To make business better so shout out the impact just for that alone yeah consistency that's the word for them like at the end of the day and this is like because i get i get i'm sure you guys get these questions all the time i get a lot of people who ask about podcasting and stuff like that and at the end of the day like my word is like keep it consistent like if you if you feel like you you're not going to be able to to do it on a weekly basis or do it bi-weekly or whatever like then, then find a hobby, do something else because you starting and stopping a podcast or whatever, it doesn't, it's not going to work. Keep, keep it consistent. If it's a bad day, talk about your bad day and, you know, and then like, just keep going. Like that's my like impact is impact has weathered it all. Like no matter what, I think they got let go from pop TV. And I still, still think they had content that next week. So it's kind of like, Kudos to Impact for that. Uh, we'll give them a little. What do we got next? Have we talked about Camille? Anybody want to take Camille? Let's see. Okay. Camille expresses her interest in facing Steph DeLander and Jordan Grace. Camille has reigned supreme since she won the NWA uh, World's Women's Championship at NWA when our shadows fall in June 2021. And uh, yeah, she said um, she said that Steph DeLander uh, and Jordan Grace I never got in the ring with and it would be super cool. They're two girls I would love to defend my title against. Man, it's it's so crazy. Um, and um, we have interviewed Camille. It's so crazy that it's one of those things that because she's had the belt for a crazy amount of time, but for some reason, and I think I know why, that is not necessarily considered um in the conversation as far as women's wrestling and how long people have held belts for. Like it's in the conversation with people who follow like the indie scene and know of um, of NWA, but not necessarily everywhere else. And that's, you know, that's the thing that, you know, I, I don't want to say it makes me sad, but it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you need to put some respect on her name. That's, I think Absolutely. that's what it all sums up to. And, and, and again, we we're talking about impact earlier. NWA is another example. They've never gotten a TV deal, but they've been consistent on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Billy Billy Corden, the Smash, Smashing Pumpkin, still runs that organization, correct? Yeah, he. You, oh, I don't think actually, I don't think none of y'all were here last year. Um, yeah, Billy Corgan was definitely in the news last year all the time, and Ella was on his on his every week. Like it's it, it, it it's that I, I went to the Empower, and it was great. And it's stuff like that where I'm referring to consistency, where right. it was a great event and then you didn't have it the next year. Like, right, you know, don't get it. So um, definitely go and check that out. Ella, Ella, J, 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 it's Ella, J, Ella, Ella, J, 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 it's Ella, J. Uh, shout out to Ella. Definitely go and follow her. Um, but yeah, it's it, NWA. It's kind of one of those. I don't. I, I I don't know what's going on there. 
Um, especially, especially for a legendary brand, like yes. a legendary brand in, in, in wrestling lore. So, you know, the fact that it's even around and it's even some kind of product, you know, deserves props on that. Can the booking be better? Can the consistency be better? Yes, but more opportunity for the men and women in the back. And that's what matters. Uh, Bobby, with the question, who would you like to see? Um, would you, are you, would you say just wrestling period or up for the championship? Because I don't think she's going to lose that championship anytime soon. Any takers? Yeah. I like, I would like to see Charlotte. Charlotte would be a good one. I mean, like she said, Jordan Grace would be awesome. Um, you know, Charlotte I, would be interesting given her daddy's history with the NWA title. Yeah. That would be very, that would be interesting from a storyline standpoint, from that alone. And it's something she's never done. Uh, yeah, definitely agree, Bobby, in any company. Yeah, Charlotte would be great. Um, I don't know, for some reason I'd like to, because they're both kind of powerhouses, like her and Bianca, what that would look like. Mm -hmm. That would be an, another good one as well. Because I know you can't, you can't, Bianca might not be the first person that comes to mind when you're thinking of, matches but when you put that together it like i'd want to see what that looks like because it's power versus power um right. uh yeah definitely check out our interview on youtube for that but yeah we'll we'll see it's yeah we'll see we'll see i mean she's definitely you know great as a champion so shout out to her um before we get out of here do we have one more story or we yeah we did not talk about ftr and the possible match with the elite all right, about. let's hit it. So FTR comments on the possibility of CMFTR, which is, of course, FTR, CM Punk, in the Elite match. Wrestling's all about making the most money for yourself and the company you work for. I think everybody here all agrees with that. The, the more time passes, the more likely it is we, we it, the more time passes, the more likely it is we get there to get there. You really never know, and I don't want to say yes, but I hope so. I'm going to make this quick and simple because I've said this since Brawl Out. There was, I think it was Jerry Jarrett. I got to look at it, but I believe it was Jer Jerry Jarrett. had a sign on his door that says, ah, oh, I got camera. It's like, it based, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically it says, personal feelings make money in wrestling. Personal feelings. I can't, I got to look up the quote again, but it's something of that degree. Personal feuds make the most money in this. Everybody has coworkers you don't really want to, don't like, but you know, you got to work with for the best of the business. This match should be happening at All In at, at Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest draws you can have for AEW. I think everybody can agree that works for that company. Regardless of how you feel, they want AEW to work. Do what's best for the company. What is best for the company is that match. We didn't know about certain backstage brawls and skirmishes, for example, a lot of stuff that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels went through until decades after. We mm -hmm. just know sooner now because of social media. But there was probably skirmishes all day, every day, you know, in the, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when it wasn't social media. We just didn't hear about it. They handled it in the back, and that was the end of that. I think it's best for business that all parties come together and make that match happen. Who's in the right, who's in the wrong at Brawl Out is, is, is we're beyond that now. Everybody's back on TV. Everybody's back to work. But, man... Tony Khan doesn't sit down and powwow these people together and go, let's go make this money. That is such a lost opportunity for AEW. I think that is the biggest match that they can offer on their card right now. And it should, as much as I would like to see CM again, again, you know, at, at All In, we're kind of getting that match since it's going to be the Bucks and FTR, but it really should be the Bucks and Omega versus FTR and CM Punk at one. They 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 dropped they dropped the ball on that, but hopefully we will see that somewhere down the line. Do you are you are you when you say hopefully, are you saying hopefully like um there's a possibility that's happening, it will happen, or hopefully like, yeah, but I'm not holding my breath. That match needs to happen. It's the probably one of the biggest drawing matches in AEW that has not been done yet. That match needs to happen. It's for the betterment of the company to clear the air. I'm going to be professional. Let's make this match happen. Let's make this feud happen. It, it needs to happen. I think 
time will heal wounds and we'll get in and we'll, we'll get it there but I really wish they would have made it happen for one more because that's a big match that could have made that card even that much more great. But yeah, okay. So um, the quote says, like, the more that time passes, they feel like they can get there. And I, I disagree with that sentiment. I don't believe in time healing all wounds. I think there takes effort and accountability that actually heals those wounds. It takes active participation. And up to this right. point, we haven't seen any of that. I feel like this is going to be one of those situations that the match happens past the the active interest in it. So meaning that it might happen uh, maybe two years too late when interest has kind of died down, maybe more stars have kind of elevated themselves within the company. That's when it happens. This is pretty much going to be like your Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao, where it's like five yeah. years too late, where nobody really, where it's like the drama is not as prevalent as it was when we wanted it. Yeah, but they weren't in their prime. I, I do agree that uh, if it makes money, that you should just like swallow a pill and just do it. Because if it is the biggest match you can make, then that means everybody else is getting fed off of it too, just by tuning in for that. But I don't think that um, that all parties involved have really forgiven yet, which that's what's going to hold that back. Right. Said I agree with you. I think that's my biggest fear of that match. It's going to be a Mayweather Pacquiao situation where we're going to get. You know, sooner than uh, later than we should have. And wrestling is an important, and in wrestling, timing is very important. Very important. Um, Cody knows. Yeah. The moment. Uh, anyways, timing is important, man. So you can't miss the moment. So I hope it's not too late when we finally get it. But having it almost a year after the fact at Wembley, your biggest show of your company's history so far, it, it it would have been such a big deal for AEW. You snuck that in. Now, we, we're consistently seeing that Roman going over Cody at Mania yeah, was a right draw. <laughs> nope. I stand by it. I don't care if Triple H was on this call right now. It was the wrong call. I stand by it. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. It wasn't the right call. But we're not going to have that conversation again for you because we're running out of time. <laughs> There it is. Uh, with that being said, um, uh, you know, uh, where can everybody find you, DJ Chuck? You can find me on Instagram uh, at the old soul HFP. Check out my group on the productions. Check out the music videos. If you like 90s and 2000s classic hip hop and R&B, you can find me tonight. If you're in Los Angeles at Peaches and Cream at the Vermont in Hollywood, come highlight a play. We'll see him in the streets. And Mr. Booney Mayfield, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Booney Mayfield. You can also find me on YouTube. Um, yeah, under Booney Mayfield. I'm also on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those streaming platforms under Booney Mayfield. And I have a lot of stuff. Got a music video out, man. Don't undercut yourself, bro. You got oh, right I got a lot of stuff. It will take your whole day up if you if you got the time. But I got a lot, spend, of, lot of stuff to spend, check, check out. Spend your weekend with Booney. <laughs> weekend at Booney's. Weekend at Booney's. It'll take your whole day up. But yeah, yeah. So you can find me there. Oh, uh, speaking of weekends, said he said you got plans. Don't do that. Don't don't transition <laughs> me that way. <laughs> he's he's going he's going to go travel. That was very slick. That, that was very slick. That's the question. This Friday. That was very slick. What you doing? Wow, we usually do this on Mondays. That was, that was, that was very slick of you. Uh, I, don't, I don't have plans. I'll be working all weekend at the NFL. Got to do a game right now, in fact. But you can find me on the threads and Instagram at said is the answer. You can find me on the X machine at said says like it is right here. Check out my journalism work. I'll be posting a new video today. And since TK was talking about podcasts uh, earlier, something I haven't been consistent with. We have I have a dormant podcast that we come back soon called We Got Next. That is all about the NXT brand. So. Look out for that real soon. There it is. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. And we have a lot of shows. We're actually adding two more shows. So we have a gaming show uh, that is happening tomorrow. Um, and then we have another show that's going to be happening at the end of, oh, yeah, we are in August. I don't know why I thought we were in July. Um, that's going to be happening at the end of this month. So all that and more, check out all of those shows. Until next week, y'all. Ciao. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. 
And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.